0: Done that and heard it all. Trust me, there'll be few things that I haven't experienced firsthand. I created this podcast because I just love to help mums like you find ways to navigate life in the thick of it and find a way out of it. Hi, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in today and listening to me. I have a special guest with me today, Dr. Sharon Celine. Hi,
1: Sharon. Hi, Louise. I'm so excited to be here, and we're crossing two con- two, one continent and two countries. It's great to be alone together, Yeah, or nice, I like to like, say apart together.
0: I like that way of putting it. Uh, Sherry Turkle had a book called Together Alone, which I thought was just a fantastic title. I loved it. But it episode 418 that we're recording today, and Dr. Celine came on the show with me, a few months back because I interviewed her off the back of the podcast book club series that I ran on her book. And it was a huge success. Everybody's loved it. The episodes had probably more downloads than any other episode. Uh, so go back into the history of the podcast and you will find that if you would like to listen to it. But I'm going to just read a short bio for, of Dr. Sharon Salines, just in case you're new to the show and you haven't heard her before. She's a licensed clinical psychologist in private practice, is a top expert on, in how ADHD learning disabilities and mental health issues affect children, teens and families. She's worked extensively with schools on mental health issues in the classroom, interpreting psychological evaluations and improving teacher-parent communication. Her unique perspective, namely growing up in a household with a sibling who wrestled with untreated ADHD combined with decades clinical expertise, assists her in guiding families from the maze of emotions, conflict and stress towards successful dialogue, interventions and connection. She has funneled all of this expertise into a book, What Your ADHD Child Wishes You Knew, and she is awesome. I love her work, I enjoy speaking to her and I'm so happy she's here on the show today. And some of you might be hearing ADHD and thinking, well, that doesn't apply to me. I don't have a kid with ADHD. Trust me, what Dr. Sharon Celine will share today will be valuable whether you have a child with ADHD, learning disabilities, or or none of the above. And today, specifically on the show, we're going to be talking about anxiety. And right now, we are in the midst of COVID-19. So we're all on lockdown. I am, Dr. Saleen is, and um, we're all in the same boat. We're all in it together in our various homes, on various continents, everywhere on the world. So anxiety, where will we start?
1: I don't know. I'm worried about that. <laughs> yeah, I know. So. Want... Yes, on you go. Sorry. Sorry. I, no, I was joking. Um, but, you know, I think right now this is a time where people feel very anxious and That is a normal response to what's going on because we don't know how to protect ourselves. We don't know what is safe and what's not safe. And so there's this just persistent level of insecurity, uncertainty that we go to bed with and we wake up in the morning and we don't see an exit point. We don't know when it's going to end. And by not knowing this information, it adds to our level of uh, distress because people can say, okay, I can make it until X. but we don't know when that X is, and and we don't even know what that X is gonna look like. And so it makes it more difficult every day to get up, to get out of bed, to to do things um, to help us feel grounded and alive. Yeah,
0: I mean, the uncertainty is just at an all time high. I mean, I don't think humanity has ever been so uncertain of the future. You know, as you said, we don't know when X is going to be, like, we just don't know when we're going to get out of the lockdown. We don't know what the world's going to look like next week or the week after or in a month from now. I mean, are we sitting here for three months? Are we sitting here for one month? So the anxiety, the normal anxiety that that uh, can go with this
1: is just, it's absolutely huge.
0: So- it's huge.
1: And it's international. And you know, people are saying, well, when this is over, I'm going to. And we don't know if our life will actually be normal such that we can do that. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of the problem is that we we humans like to look into the future. We like, we like to plan and have something to look forward to. And And right now, that's very difficult. You know, we can hope that things will be returned to normal by... The summer, God willing, but we don't know that, no, and and no. it's frustrating. And for kids who who struggle with anxiety normally, this is very unsettling. And for kids who don't, who aren't particularly anxious, it's unsettling for them. And now they're experiencing, you know, unfamiliar levels of anxiety. Mm-hmm, absolutely,
0: and you know, for us adults with a vaguely rational mind, you know, we know that if we spend too much time worrying about, about the future or ruminating on things in the past, then what that does is it strips us from this moment, from being present. And you know, often in this moment, right now, if, you know, if you're listening, think about it, in this moment right now, wherever you are, in your room, in your house, or on your walk, listening to the podcast, you're okay mm-hmm. in this moment. But trying to, and and, you know, in our rational minds, we know this, but how do we stop ourselves racing into the future and worrying about X, Y, and Z? How do we stop ourselves living in the past? And how do we bring ourselves to the present moment? It sounds all simple. You know, intellectually, we get it, of course. In this moment, I'm okay. But what advice do you give to to parents with an anxious child? You know, what do you, what would you recommend? I love my, my listeners to go away with something mm-hmm. complete. Yes. So how do you recommend a mother, say, deals with her anxious child? Whether, let, let's take a 13 year old, because if your child's nine or 10, it might apply. And if your child's 14, 15, it might apply. We're kind of in the middle of the middle of the
1: road, tweeny teens. Right. So the first thing that we want to do is acknowledge big feelings. We want to to validate that these big feelings are normal in this uncertain time. As the shelter in place continues, people are are naturally starting to feel more anxiety and and more of a sense of discouragement, Mm -hmm. particularly kids. And um, there can also be some sadness and frustration worry am i going to see my elderly parents again am i going to see my grandparents when am i going to see them when can i see my friends i miss my friends mm-hmm. um and so activities that were once comforting or things that we did in the past that helped us manage our anxiety we may not be able to access right now mm-hmm. because we can't uh you know go for a walk um go go for uh over to a friend's house and play mm-hmm. xbox or we can't um, Go fishing with your Gold friend. Go fishing or, yeah. or, or, or make um, make cupcakes or brownies together or whatever it is you like to do. Um, sit down and play um, play a Legos um, together, although Legos are something you can do on Zoom with each child on, on the Zoom playing independently. Um, but actions that you're used to playing, you know, you can't play a board game together. Um, I mean, I guess you could. You'd have to have everybody's parts set up. But, yeah. you know, and for adults, you know, we can't get a massage or get our nails done or uh, we may not be able to have find a babysitter for our kids so we could take a break or order in food so we don't have to cook every night. Mm-hmm. Know, these are basic things that we aren't able to do. And so what we don't want to do is give falsely positive reassurances or irritated dismissals of what kids are feeling. Um, because... What's going to happen is they're going to uh, express their emotions inappropriately um, by acting out. What we want to do is actually, you know, take time to be with them where they are, to validate, yes, this is very frustrating. I have a a client I'm working with, um, a high schooler, and, and this girl holds it together pretty well during the week. And when we have our family sessions each week, she falls apart. She, she whines, she cries, she's upset, and the rest of the week she's totally fine, but she needs this one hour to get acknowledgement that her life is really hard and it's unfortunate. This helps kids calm down when they feel understood and seen, and so you can't make it better. You can't, but you can offer comfort to ease their pain and frustration, and that's what we, where we wanna start. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. And it's such a valid point. I always remember um, the words of Jennifer Kalari, who's a parenting expert. And she, you know, she deals, she helps parents deal with kids who are, she calls them the little gladiators of the world, you know, the very strong willed, persistent, quote unquote, controlling kids. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, her, she's got various tips that she gives, but she talks about embodying their experience. And that's what you're speaking to. You know, when mm-hmm. we can embody their experience, so they're feeling right. anxious, they mm-hmm. need to be seen and heard and understood. So we can embody that experience and reflect their feelings back to them and reflect you know, what we see in them back to them. Because as you said, it helps them feel seen and heard and understood. Problem shared is a problem halved. So, if we can actually allow them to express their feelings, know let them know that all feelings are okay and worthy of being heard, mm-hmm. and you know, name it to tame it, I think Dan Siegel was the the one who coined that phrase. All these things help our children process their feelings and feelings of anxiety, feelings of uncertainty, feelings of being
1: scared mm-hmm.
0: so and we can't
1: but we can't do that until we have processed some of our own feelings For so we sure. have managed ourselves and adults right now are anxious it, it, first, particularly if you watch a lot of television and one of the first thing that I would say to people who are listening is cut back on how much you're listening to the news it doesn't change that much during the course of one day if you really want to know what's happening you know take some time and watch a favorite news show Um, but you don't, you know, spending all day in front of the news is not actually going to comfort you. It's going to make you feel worse. Mm -hmm. Take a walk with your kids outside. I notice every day on my walk and I walk different places, different signs of spring. I mean, I'm so happy that um, it's becoming spring now so that I can see colors or little buds or blooms. This is, this azalea in my park is all purple now. I'm surprised. Mm -hmm. And it's, early April, that's unusual for where I live. Um, So um, that can help. And you can play games while you're walking. I see with my very own eyes, or um, what is something that you notice that's different than uh, the other day or yesterday? Well, it helps them become present. So it it helps helps them be present in their minds. And it helps you be present with them, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. So one of the things that's, that's anxiety provoking about this time is the isolation. And for kids who often define themselves, particularly teenagers, through their peer interactions and what group they belong to, this is, this, there, there's a loss of identity as well as a loss of freedom. And so we have to help kids kind of figure out how, how to know themselves in a different way. And while that can be spending hours on, you know, surfing social media, ultimately that's not as meaningful as having a Zoom call with three friends where you're actually, you know, maybe you you sit down, you turn the Zoom on, everybody does their homework, you listen to some music, you talk as you're working, something where you're interacting. We want to promote quality interaction time um, with people to help reduce that sense of, of being cut off.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. These are all such valuable tips and nuggets for the parents listening on how to help their child and manage their their child's feelings when they're anxious. But also, as you said, very valid point, we have to be able to manage our own. So I mean, we have a double whammy because we have to hold the space for our own feelings and emotions and fears and worries. And we have to hold the space for our kids. So in times like these, when anxiety is at uh, uh, is at all time high for everyone it's so important as a mom or dad if you're listening that you give yourself a bit of space a bit of time and if you can't i mean we can't get child minders if your kids are younger and you can't leave the house set them up with a game and then you leave the room and just go and get some time on your own just to stare out the window just to you know walk around your garden sniff a plant touch a leaf, just get something to ground yourself and, you know, make yourself present to to nature, to the bigger picture, to help yourself, to nourish yourself, to give yourself some space, some silence. And these are all really powerful things that we can do to help us manage our feelings and therefore be able to
1: help our children manage theirs. So thank you for sharing that. I I agree. I agree, Louise. Excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I agree. But you know, and I think that what what you want to do is is you know kids are going to get a certain amount of screen time each day aside from what they have to do for school. Take if you can, take a break for while they're on their screens. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, parents who are working at home have to use their kids' screen time so they as a babysitter yeah. so or childminder, as you said, yeah. so they can do their work. But try to set aside at least ten minutes where you stretch maybe um, take a a very hot shower, Um, do something where you feel like you're just giving back to yourself. Meditate, um, Mm -hmm. read 10 minutes of a book, uh, do your nails, um, whatever it is that helps you feel like um, you're connecting with yourself, your spirit. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't feed yourself, you're not going to be able to take care of your kids. It's like... um, you know, it's like the the oxygen mask on a plane, you have to put it on yourself first before you put it on your children. And so it is important um, to have a few moments of every day, as many as you can swing, um, you know, whether it's 10 or 30 to yourself. No, absolutely. And I think that's a good point for us to kind of
0: end, end this conversation. But there was just one other thing that we talked about, and you were saying, you know, to get your kids to do other things, to get them outside to, and I was in my mind thinking that comes into, it's almost a slightly separate thing with how to motivate your child. So we are going to do another uh, podcast on that very subject, how to motivate your child during times like this, because that's Mm -hmm. really hard. And a lot of parents reach out to me and say, my child's so unmotivated They're just sitting around doing this. They don't even want to do their schoolwork. So we're going to do another podcast um, episode on how to motivate your child. But today uh, we were discussing anxiety, what we can do to help our children. And always starts with us. We have to be in control of ourselves.
1: There's also one thing I want to say, which is before we close, we have all lived through stressful times before. Maybe not like this. Mm -hmm. The content may have been different but we've lived through other times that taxed us as adults, and our children also have overcome hurdles. We wanna sit down with our kids and have a conversation um, maybe once a week about how things are going, what's another time in the past that they've struggled and how they could apply some of that that, that fortitude to what's happening now. You know, take, make a time once a week to have a family meeting just to talk about it. You don't have to talk about it every day at dinner. It's too much for our kids. But if your kid wants to, that's fine also. Um, but having a time where you sit down as a family and say, let's check in. You know, what are some ways that we as a family are connecting that are positive? What are some ways that we could do better? Um, what sorts of things are you worried about right now? Um, what what are some possible solutions to those worries and of course how have you overcome or dealt with your anxiety successfully in the past that you could bring into the present that's essential right now
0: I love that what a great place to end you have to focus on your child's strengths what they've done in the past to get through tough times and reflect that back to them and help them see that they actually do have what it takes and we can remind them of that. So that's a really important thing to remember there. Thank you for sharing that last point. So You're welcome. I, will, I will end it there. Uh, thank you so much, Dr. Sharon Celine, for being on the show with me again uh, today. i thoroughly enjoyed speaking with you. I will share all the links to uh, Dr. Celine and her work. And she's got an amazing new product that she has just launched. And it's a deck of
1: cards uh, just hold it up for me so I can see it. And then I, oh, of can course, see it out. it's so- called the ADHD solution deck. It's 50 strategies to help kids learn, reduce stress and improve family connections. And this is I a uh, a tool. Uh, this is a, a good uh, um, tool to have in your toolbox. Uh, you can work your way through the deck. There are five suits related to my five C's of parenting. Um, Uh, and you can pick a card on a particular topic or you can just randomly go through or um, work your way through each suit um, with the five Love that.
0: What a great product. So I will put a link to all her work in the podcast notes so you can look her up and you can see all the brilliant uh, information and stuff that she has to help parents and support parents through challenging times. So thank you again for being with me today.
1: I look forward to our next conversation. I look forward to our next conversation. Me too. Uh, Thank you again, Louise, for having me. And to all all the listeners, I wish you safe and healthy days and the best of luck in sustaining yourselves and your families right now. Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: guaranteeing 12 months of use from whenever you start. It also includes beautifully illustrated, informative and interactive monthly parenting theme pages to guide you through the year. It's the perfect organizer for busy families to keep track of all their activities, plus help parents be the best parent they can be. It's more than just a calendar.